everyone, and welcome to issue 142 of the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. Tonight, the band is jumping into the fantastic world of indie gaming. More specifically, the world of indie gaming with titles such as Sleep Tight, a passion project by tonight's guest, and the aggressive world of Far Cry 5. Joining us today, we have Booster Greg. Um, I wanted to let everyone know that on the record, um, I cannot cast that here. God, I uh, took your you, thing with your thing. <laughs> I did yeah, it. I did the it. Bad Coyote on, the himself, Sergio, you bastard. Welcome, everybody, to the best damn podcast in the world. Thank you, everybody, who's been listening on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on iHeartRadio, and everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Thank you for also joining us during the week for our random gaming sessions and everyone who's just been saying nice things to us in social media because it's only nice things. But uh, <laughs> happy to be here, everybody. Episode 142. We've come along long way and uh we do it for fun and we do it for you and also our special guest star max berman Bow! what up guys <laughs> thanks for joining us max thank you guys for having me and i'm your host for the evening david bearded menace and uh i'll just go with it yeah and yes i can cast that here nice. <laughs> me too what a coincidence I hate you, Greg. Just go away. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like how Greg did it better. Ah, Greg, Greg jab- was the best. In- innovation. Jab- that's, that's what it's about Jabbing here. the host. He's jabbing the host. Don't poke the bear. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Max Berman is the creative director at the Indian st- indie studio We Are Fuzzy. I like that name. I'm, I love that name. I know. Right? Thank you, guys. Our so girlfriends good. hate it, but we love it. <laughs> really? What? It's, it's so, like, endearing and childlike. Oh, thank you. That's what I It's good. Too. It's good. <laughs> Their latest passion project birthed Sleep Tight, a top-down twin-stick shooter in which you defend your childhood room from monsters by setting up pillow forts by day and slaying them with super soaker-like guns at night. Max has an extensive background in the entertainment industry, working on AAA games with such with such titles as Far Cry 5 and TV shows like Game of Thrones. Um, so Max, let us know, where can people find you and where can they see you on social media? Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm still learning how to use Twitter, uh, but <laughs> at Max Furman on Twitter, uh, Instagram, I'm on there, Max Furman VFX, and uh, my website, www.maxfurman.com. And that's uh, Max of two X's. So it's uh, easy, to, easy to remember. Yeah, dude, don't nice, fall for nice. that one X, Max. He's not. He's not nice. That's, he's, that's Bizarro Max. That's Bizarro Max. You don't want to talk to him. That he guy's has an crazy. Eye so there's another Max Berman in this world. This is really weird, okay? He he 1X Max Berman, and he spells his last name with an E instead of a U. Ooh. And he also Ooh. is a concept artist who has also worked on Game of Thrones. Whoa. Whoa. Really? Yeah. So before I worked on it, I got a ton of texts one day of like, congratulations on Game of Thrones, congratulations, and stuff like this. This was like two years before I jumped on it. And I was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? (laughs) And then I saw at the end of the credit, people were sending me pictures at the end of the credits. And like, I was credited there as a concept artist. That's not right. Did some Googling. It's like, oh my God, I got a doppelganger out there (laughs) trying to steal my thunder. Dudes. Yeah. It really is Bizarro Max. Yeah, so don't (laughs) fall for that guy. Don't fall for him. No one go to his website. He's like watching right he, now, like, damn it, Max Berman, other Max Berman, I'll get you one day. He's, he's in <laughs> London. So he's like British too, I guess, because he's, he's London based. 
Yeah, he's a poor man's Max Berman. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has the classic, like, super handlebar mustache and like, black hair. Where's the top hat? Ah, yes! One uh-huh. monocle. He's sitting there twirling and twirling <laughs> his mustache. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, so, so, that's where you find me, but don't find him. Don't find Trust him. Me, it's a bad rabbit hole. That's a trap. <laughs> so tonight we're talking about indie gaming. Uh, most importantly, sleep tight, as I'm wearing the... Awesome shirt right here. Oh, yeah. Put it on the glass. <laughs> yeah, put it on the glass. Showed, showed you my bits and grits. Um, so, Max, tell us about Sleep Tight. What was the inspiration for it? And how you got it all rolling together, man? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I always wanted to make games. And I kind of feel like I got a little sidetracked for, for like a 10-year career in like film and, and TV. And at, at a certain point, it was like, wait a second. Like, you know, I was doing game cinematics here or there. Um, but finally hit this point where I was like, you know, I have always wanted to make a game and, um, me and my childhood friend, Jed always talked about making a specifically like a tower defense, (laughs) um, meets twin stick shooter game. Um, and, and, you know, growing up playing with dart guns and nerf guns and, and building pillow forts, we always thought that would make an awesome game. And, and at that point I was, you know, I'd been an art director and an artist in the industry for a while and he was a programmer and we finally just... It wasn't even like we, we we were like, let's sit down and do this. I just started like working on that game that we always talked about and started sending him artwork. And he was like, oh, my God. OK, let's do this and jumped on board with it. Um, and so, you know, we've spent the last three years kind of working, moonlighting on it. Sometimes we'll take a month off and just work on it. Other times we're just working on it mornings and nights and weekends and uh, and really just pushing the ball forward and having fun making it and doing something for ourselves instead of. Um, you know, all the stuff we do for everyone else in our normal jobs. Nice. Uh, nice. So, so yeah, that's, and, and then with that, I was able to corral a lot of people around it and, and go after artists that I've worked with for years that I, I really wanted their, their artistic sensibilities in it or, you know, a great composer or things like that, where I finally had a project where I had an excuse to work with them. So like one of the questions I didn't get a chance to ask you, and just for all, for those of you who don't know, who are watching on Twitch or like listening to us like on the podcast, we met Max at PAX East recently, um, and we did a really awesome interview. Definitely check it out on their YouTube channel. And we talked about just random stuff afterwards for like what, like twenty minutes, if that, just like, like goofing off. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was like, and one of the questions I, I just kept afraid to ask you is the monsters you have in Sleep Tight. Did those monsters originate from when you guys were kids? Did like Ooh. anything make it from back in those days, or like was it all brand new, like designs, creations, stuff like that? Yeah, no, we, we it, it definitely wasn't like, oh, those were the monsters when I was a kid that I was imagining. You know, oh, those are my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a lot of Monsters, Inc. influence in there. And, and we brought in um, an awesome Disney artist, Dylan Ekren, who's an amazing character designer, to, to do the characters and the monsters. And, uh, and, and we, we started off like, let's just explore anything that the monster could be. And like I, we're doing an art book with this and I'm really excited because that'll show some of like the early designs. Oh man, I can't but, wait. But we went like really crazy at first, like a couch with teeth and arms and like tentacles and like, we're like, how oh. crazy could we go with it? And then once we started like honing in on the style and the feel of the game, we realized like it, it really needs to be almost like a, a crash test dummy of a monster of like something where it's, it's generic and friendly and silly enough that anyone can see their own monsters in place of that. Um, and, and anyone can relate to it. 
Um, and so we ended up kind of rounding the edges with those monsters over and over again until we kind of consolidated it down into like our main monster, our little crawlers and our like giant brawlers. And, and then the evolutions and variations of those um, that, that I don't think have been shown yet. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where the monster designs came from. I gotta say, like, the, the bigger monsters that show up in the demo that Greg and I play, they are, I mean, everything looks cute until they're running at you, like, in horde mode. Um, and those monsters get, like, like really scary. Greg's a lot better, much better gamer than I am, but when I get, no, like, nothing, overwhelmed... Nothing scares me, Dave. <laughs> See? Yeah, there he is, trying to be the cool guy. Yeah. City. <laughs> Takes a lot. But, like, when I saw those, like, big guys show up, like, Arnold sounds came out of me, like, ah! Ah! ah <laughs> just firing in any single direction I could. It's true. Whenever Dave is playing a game and he starts yelling, get some, you know he's in the zone. And, he's enjoying himself. and I did hear that quite a few times while playing Sleep Tight. So. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Awesome. And, that, and that's, and, and that's got to be a cool thing for you, too. Like, going to a huge convention uh, like PAX and seeing firsthand the reactions from people. Because you guys have been working on this for a while now. But you don't know how it's going to test in the wild, so to speak. So what was it like going to PAX and seeing the reactions of people? I mean, and also, what was your... your um, like your thoughts leading up to PAX while, while you were setting up, while, while you were like, all right, here's our baby. Will you like it? <laughs> yeah, well, first, I, I guess, let me, let me answer the anticipation first and then, and then the payoff. Um, we're pretty committed to, like, this is a game we wanted to make. It's not like we have a giant publisher over our head telling us what we can or can't do. We're self-funding the whole thing. In my mind, I consider this game the most expensive video game I ever bought for myself. That's just like, <laughs> if no one buys it, that's okay. I made what I wanted to make. And I, like, this is seriously one of my favorite games to play. And, um, and, and so my, my, my mindset with it is like, I hope other people understand what we're trying to make. Um, so, some people may, some people won't. And, and that's okay. I, I'm making what, what is true to me. And, uh, and then if other people re receive it the way, like receive it well, that's just the icing on the cake for me. You uh, make me cry, Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, going to a show like PAX and seeing it actually connect to people and just seeing like people who are like tired on day four who like don't even want to <laughs> play another game. And they're like, hey, you build pillow forts and shoot monsters with like dart guns. And they just like light up like, What? And you just see them feel like a kid again for just that little moment. And, uh, and that it's like, it's the most rewarding. It's the, it, it has to be one of the best parts of this is just watching people actually connect to it and understand what we're trying to do. How does the, um, how's the indie field been treating you recently? You know, it's funny. Cause we're like, we don't know what the indie field is supposed to be. Right. <laughs> and like people are receiving this really well. And we're getting like a lot of people who are, um, really excited about it and for us we're like oh i guess this is what making an indie game is it's like you make a game and then like a lot of people get really excited about it and then you get like a ton of news articles about it and uh and and then i like and i think and i'm like wait a second i'm pretty sure this isn't normal for indies like i think there's a lot of indies that like don't experience this um so i i have to say i don't know i don't have anything to compare it to um but i will say that like we're having a blast in this space like this is super fun for us, and and you know, indie development is not our job; it's like our vacation. It's our it's nice. our like, pleasure to be in. And and it's, and it's very true too. We've talked to a lot of uh, indie developers and just like like new gaming houses like over the centuries of going to PAX, and uh, and they're always like surprised when we want 
to talk to them or or that any other outlet or any other you know quote unquote big guy wants to talk to them they're like oh really my game moi are you serious are you sure have you seen it <laughs> and what's funny about that too is just like uh, uh we we love indie gaming because you can see the passion not not saying yeah. that that big triple a titles like don't have people who are very passionate about it but there's something about being on this ground level um at, at, at just as you say you guys are funding it yourselves there's no like bigger boss in a suit telling you what to do and like pu pushing up a date or telling you to add like dlc and all other garbage um, but there's definitely a heart to it, you know, like you, you can feel the passion and which is why like, uh, you know, we were calling this your, your passion project um, because as we're talking at PAX, we all kind of have like our, our day side jobs. But what we really want to do is, is something that we do on the side and then we're just trying to make that our main thing. So I, I was happy to hear that that sleep tight was was your thing. It's your bad Cody funky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. completely. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's, it has become my main thing now. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not doing other jobs outside of sleep tight, um, in terms of creative work. Like that's, that's nice. my focus now. Um, but yeah, it, for two years, it's been like, uh, let me squeeze in any hour of free time I have into this thing. Cause it's so much fun. Um, and, and is a nice escape from like my day to day job. Hmm. And it's interesting too because you become kind of like a Superman Clark Kent. You're like, all right, time to <laughs> well, like, hold, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on though, because he, he's not like Clark Kent Superman. He's like James Bond, like because he's like your like nine to five is like still like what people like kind of reach for and stuff like that. So you got like the James Bond and Very you rip true. off the tux, and then it's like Batman Superman hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really more it's like James accurate, Bond, also James say. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like James Bond and then David Lynch or something. I think it's uh, <laughs> that's now. Uh, now, now yeah. did you did you have any other uh, indie indie game uh, people at PAX come over and play your game? Like, did you guys like talk to each other? Like, well, well what's that atmosphere like when when everybody is kind of like away? The the general crowd, the media crowds away. Do you guys kind of look at each other's games or? You know, honestly, we we were confined to like a twenty foot by ten foot space for four days, mm -hmm. so like I only had like two chances to actually go and check out any other games and i like knew ahead of time the like two games i wanted to go over and see and like high five those people and just be like you guys are rocking it that's it um which was uh Frostpunk and um and guacamelee 2. nice uh, those were the two where i was like if i only get 10 minutes to run out of here i want to see both of those games and i want to high five the developers and just tell them like they're killing it and like i love what they're doing and then like get back to like sleep tight that's awesome I was really hoping you would answer it with like it turned to West Side Story, like you see each other next day, and it's like you just bring in a dance like of rivals, Jets, Sharks. <laughs> um, I will say, be cool. I will say, I'm not going to name names, but there's one, um, there's one studio that at every event comes over and just tells us all the things they don't like about Sleep Tight. And, uh, and we're like, I guess you're our rivals now. Like, <laughs> spilling all the tea. Well, some of the tea. Like, yeah, that's, like that's, that's very interesting. Every time I, they I go wouldn't... by, we're like, they're our rivals. <laughs> <laughs> there are those guys. Look at them. But but so so they come over and I'm like, oh, hey, so here's this is your update to Sleep Tide? Okay. I, I can yeah. see that if you want. Really? And like, have you thought about making this a first-person shooter? Like, uh, what? <laughs> have wow. you thought about making this a third person over the shoulder? Have you seen Gears of War? How about more? It's just like, uh, honestly, I'm not even joking. That's like, that's straight up the, 
I, I, I always think about it. I'm like, if if a chef opened up a Mexican restaurant and like made like great tacos, and you went in there and you're like, yeah, these tacos are great, but have you thought about fettuccine alfredo? <laughs> Spaghetti. <laughs> that's that's like that's what my mind always goes to. I'm like, yeah, we've thought about it, but like, this is a Mexican restaurant, you know. <laughs> Is that interesting too? Because because like you're you're not owned by anyone, so you're really doing your own thing. So for this other entity to come and say, "Hey, have you guys thought of maybe doing a battle royale?" <laughs> it's like, what, dude? We're literally we're doing our own thing. Like, can't you see this is what what it is? I mean, if you don't like it, that's on you. <laughs> but yeah, look at all. You know, the, look, but look at all these people playing it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, for us, we just laugh. Like it's funny for us because we don't know anything about the indie world, so we're like, oh, but that's our like sharks, sharks versus jets moment. But <laughs> but with our team, it's like a very playful like, oh, they're our rivals, I guess. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's like like a like like a documentary aspect to this, some seedy underbelly of like indie games and like the way they treat each other. Coming up at the top of the hour on BBC, the underground world of indie gaming. <laughs> When all the fans leave and the fighting ring starts. <laughs> I would love to see that. The moment the floor clears at like packs and it's just the exhibitionists. Okay, guys, it's fight club time. <laughs> That's what it kind of looks like from up top. Like where we're on, on the gangplank looking now. We're like, oh, man, I wonder if anybody just starts like like really ribbing on each other's games. Like, like oh, I see some stuff. <laughs> someone's coding needs tightening up. Ooh, no, you didn't. Oh, my God. Too far, man. Too far. Too far. Really? Too far. Why are your graphics messed up over there? I use it as a shield. As a what? I messed up in the field. As in the field. That's where I got messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I dropped it. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> um, so I'm a big food-oriented guy. Um, I'm going to get flack for this from these guys. But what was your favorite, like, midnight snack while working on this? Because I know you pulled, like, some burning the midnight, midnight, oil, uh, blah, burning the midnight oil hours on this. Uh, it, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually the opposite. I like to wake up super early. So I'm, uh, oh, wow. And work... Uh, I, rather than working after like my day show or like my day job, whatever I'm doing, I, I usually work before. So, um, yeah, like if I wake up at six, I can get like a good four hours into it before I need to like start working on other stuff. Um, so coffee, I would just say coffee. <laughs> I never good. thought to do that. Right? Like, dude, I just thought the same thing. Like, fuck, that's a good idea. Although, although <laughs> to be fair, I hate waking up early. So that's probably a reason. Well, I'll tell you my reasoning for it yeah. is uh, um, who are you going to give your primetime hours to? Ooh. That was really my thought. And and when I'm done after working for like eight to ten hours on someone else's project, like my project gets the like the sloppy seconds and uh, I'd rather do it the other way around. Yeah. Well played, Whoa. sir. Well played. That's, All that, right. that is such a great pro tip for anyone who has a passion project and a nine to five and is and is working on their passion project to make it their main thing. Damn, I didn't think of it like that. I know it's crazy. Uh, I guess I'm waking up at five a.m. Boys, shit. <laughs> well, the uh, the other thing is, is like I remember I used to be a night a night person. I'd work like super late into the night, and I always thought like I wanted to work at night because that's when everyone else is asleep, right? Yeah. And like you get it's quiet and you get that kind of sereneness. Um, and then I realized that like I was getting Gchat messages at two in the morning because everyone I knew was a night person. Ah. And, and you're like, you're not actually alone when it's late at night. And actually, if you wake up at six in the morning, I guarantee you none of your friends are on Gchat. 
<laughs> so you actually get that quiet four hours of like no one's around you you're the first one up everything actually is quiet and like by the time like you know cars start whizzing by outside you're like okay time to go to work and i at least got a couple hours in that's pretty cool because there's like a sereneness to working with no interruption you know because uh because like just like you say when you work your your day job and you try to do things at night there's so much distraction there's people who want to communicate to you uh be, be it your colleagues be it your friends or whatever there's there is cars whizzing by there's maybe some twitter notifications going off about, about something <laughs> you're interested in there's a band that's playing and they're like oh let's go da, da, da. but yeah there is a sereneness to 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 the morning so i think that's a really good uh, pro tip for those who are kind of in in that same boat right now that worked for me because i i actually start my day at like 2 a.m so i can get to work at 3 30 so oh my god yeah holy crap yeah, but for those who have a life <laughs> i think that's a that's a pretty good good uh, pro tip and uh I, I was also gonna ask like any other advice that you would give to maybe some other persons out there who are working on their passion project and they're trying to put in that time and they figure i just can't yeah i, I you know time management is something i study hard like that's this is something that i i feel like i've actually truly like mastered to a certain extent because um, like even right now like i'm making a game i run three companies and i'm still like doing projects mm -hmm. and like and i never work past 7 p.m and i try to be a good boyfriend and a good friend um and and it's not that there's not enough hours in the day to do all that it's that we all waste so much time on so many little things yeah um like get off facebook like just stop it you know if you want to do that do it before you go to bed or like before you're actually doing something but like if you if you sit down and grind, just like just sit down and do it, you know, and 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 get into that flow and let yourself get in that flow, and all these other things are going to take you out of that flow, and then it's going to take you more time to like get back into the groove of things. Um, so I think time management and really understanding where your time's going, and uh, and also just like making sure you push the ball forward every day, e even if it's a small milestone. Like some days I would be like, oh, I like fixed one thing on the HUD. Um, or some days I'd be like, oh, I built a whole like character unlock system, but it doesn't matter as long as every day the ball is moving forward a little bit. Um, and you do that for long enough. And, and, and I think you'll cross that finish line. Uh, for me, it took three years. So it's not like, you know, I, I grinded through it in six months and got it done. I, you know, I, I really did just like every day, let's push the ball forward. And that kind of gives us insight into your, your day to day working on sleep tight. Uh, it seems as if you, you were every day you're like, all right, I have to move on this. I have to move on on, on that. And uh, would you say that that's pretty accurate? So every day you were just trying to get something done. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for me now, like after 10 years of working in like film and games and stuff like that, um, there's a certain amount of balance I've realized I need in my life and in and, and crunching and working an all nighter. It doesn't help the cause. You know, that, that might make you cross one finish line, but now you're going to get slower after that, right? Um, so a lot of that consistency of, like, don't work on the weekend. Like, give yourself, oh, unless it's, like, a side thing and you have to, but, like, now when I'm doing it, like, full-time, it's, like, if I don't work Saturday, Sunday, I come back on Monday with so much built-up energy. I'm, like, a horse at the starting gate, and I, like, get so much more done because I gave myself those two days of recovery. Um, and like by like not working after 7 p.m. and setting that structure, like really structuring this thing instead of just like, I'm going to just, you know, throw a bunch of things around and see what, you know, what works and what doesn't. Setting up that structure for yourself, I think, is helps with the longevity of this. Because like I couldn't have grinded through this for three years, but but I could do this in a in a consistent way for three years. 
And that really is a really good pro tip because a lot of people do try to get their project out as fast as they can and they try to work on it in, in one day as much as they can. And they probably go to bed at like two o'clock in the morning or even at midnight. So I, I think that is a really good tip. Just like try to try to make time for sleep and for getting yourself ready for, for the next day. Yeah, and you'll be happier. You know, like who cares if you finish the game if your life's in shambles and like <laughs> you don't have any friends, you haven't seen the sun, like you know, like you're like, great, I made a game, but like my life's a fucking mess. I don't know if you're the first on here, sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. Th th this uh, is the bad coyote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you know, if your life's in shambles then it doesn't much matter. But like it's a lot easier to cross that finish line if you also have like you know, a group of people in your life who are supportive of you, a healthy lifestyle, you, you know, all that other stuff is just as important, if not more important than making a video game. Oh, absolutely. And I've seen uh, behind the scenes documentaries for, for like a certain AAA game. Uh, and this guy was talking about how his marriage was kind of suffering because he would sleep at the office. And everything yeah. and and they had like quarters set up so people can comfortably sleep there and work on the game and they were just trying to get it going and pound it out and he was saying well my life was suffering and it kind of wasn't worth it in the end yeah like, oh exactly God. been there too many times i don't need to go back there anymore <laughs> <laughs> so like in preparation to have you on and talk to you like i stalked the heck out of your website um <laughs> Stalked the heck out of you and found some interesting things. You worked at a, you one of the projects you were working on as you did like some matte painting for was Far Cry Five. It was, um, and um, the trailer that you helped create with like the preacher in the church and whatnot, that was actually one of the trailers that made me buy this game. Originally, I was going to rent it, awesome, um, just red box it and play it, whatever. So then I just watched that trailer of it before I even like went to go rent it. I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. Uh, no, I'll just rent it and keep on playing. And then I played it in the first opening cinematic. I immediately saved, returned it back to Redbox, and bought the fucking game at GameStop. I was like, I need this now. Awesome. Um, so I did the opening cinematic also. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. damn. That's Jesus. Dope. Yeah, with the, with the cell phone camera and the... Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That is... Yeah, I, so you, you're you the reason why I bought this game. <laughs> that's awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, there was yeah. an amazing team behind it. Like I wasn't just like, oh, I made this. You know, I, 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 I was <laughs> lucky me. enough to be a part of the team and and, uh, and and get to do some paintings for it. Um. Yeah. So yeah, next, now we're transitioning over to Far Cry 5. Good transition. Um, yeah. Yeah, good transition. <laughs> I named my transition. I'm transitioning the transition. You had it already. Um, you didn't need to name it. Damn it, he does this all the time. <laughs> I have to mess up the joke, Max. That's what I do. I mess up jokes. They're always um, funnier when you explain them anyways. They are funnier when you explain them. So, real quick, what was everyone's expectation going into it? And Max, from your point of view, your expectation working on it, but well, your expectation before you even worked on any of the matte paintings or like any of like the um, trailers for it? Um, so, for me, I came off of Far Cry Primal and like three months later... Um, I was at a design studio and they were contracting out several design studios to try to figure out what the next setting would be. And so um, that was the team I led was like trying to figure out what it would look like if we uh, held it in middle of America. Uh, so, so that was like the first time I touched Far Cry 5 like three years ago. And, uh, and so for me, we went, we went real dark. Like where it ended is a lot softer and nicer than than where we went whoa what wow. oh my god yeah. that's, that wow game. that's 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 saying something 
playing yeah. this game, that's saying yeah. something. Yeah, we went. Those haven't we touched went it yet. Uh, yeah, when you pick it up, you'll know why. That's that's a shocker. So yeah. it actually surprised me how um, honestly how PG ended up based on like what we originally had proposed to them. Um, yeah, we, it was uh, it was real fucked up. It was some of the most fucked up things I've ever ever painted. <laughs> Damn, I want this. I want this version now. Um, like just to give you like a, a taste of it, it was like um, imagine a. You know what? Can't even do it. Can't even. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm, 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 let's let's we're, we're let's, salivating here. Um, it, but it was it was a lot darker and and honestly, timely time wise, it, it it was too much for what's going on in the world right now. Um, so I, uh, I totally understand. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, so so that was my my reaction to it was like, oh wow, they they really uh, they rounded the edges on this thing. Um, Gameplay wise, I'm like, this is a, a Far Cry game. This yeah. is what I this is what I wanted. I, everything's since Far Cry three has kind of been a little bit of a uh, come on, give me what I really want. And then Far Cry five was like, okay, now we're talking. Yeah, for me it was uh, it was pretty similar. I played Far I haven't did not play Far Cry one or two. Three was my introduction into the series, and I played the shit out of that game. I fucking Hell loved yeah. that game. Uh, so I jumped into four, and I wasn't a fan. I think I made it three hours in, and I just stopped playing. Primal, I overdosed on the side missions. I, so I never <laughs> beat it because I was just like, I was like, I, I think I've seen everything. Like I'm, I'm good. I made it like up until almost the end, and I just stopped. Um, so when five was announced, I did like I had these like kind of weird feelings of am I gonna get it? I don't know. Let's see. Um, and then the thing that gets me, and and anyone who kind of listens to the show beforehand knows that like. I love dogs. I love my dogs. I love all kinds of dogs. And the second I saw Boomer, I was like, <laughs> I, that's, this is it. This, I'm, I'm getting this for sure. If I can have a dog sidekick next to me every step <laughs> of the way, I am there beyond a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> so I pre-ordered like the super crazy edition just to get all the DLC and Far Cry <laughs> and everything just to show my support. And also like my newest puppy is also a cattle dog. So I was like, yeah, it'll be like me and Rusty, but in video game land, <laughs> tearing up these crazy cultists. It'll be great. Um, so I had like mixed expectations kind of going into it. And I'm, I'm very like happy to say that they have surpassed even like the enjoyment I got from Far Cry 3 for me anyways. And it's funny too, because like uh, I was, I was uh, fighting somebody in chat about Far Cry Primal the other day because I personally enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought it was a really, really interesting game. Uh, I, and, and I got Dave into it. And, yeah, and the thing I liked doing the most was just roaming through the game. Yeah. Like, I, I just thought it was just, just gorgeous. And all the things that I would find, the landscapes, I would find myself just sitting there looking at the landscape, just going yeah. up on high just to look down at everything. And I was just like, my God, look what man has created. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when, when you got me into it, we were supposed to go out that night and hang out. Like, we were supposed to go to the bar. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to go take a shower. Uh, why don't you play this game while I'm showering? Start right from here. Okay, Serge. And so at some point, I know you said something to me while I was playing that you were done. You disappeared and you came back with fucking like um, like cake pretty much. It was um, 
God, the red stuff you always make, pretty much. You come back and you're like, yep, we're gaming. You put it down. And we stayed the rest of the night just gaming. We're supposed to go out. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to like go out and like meet people and stuff. And just like, yeah, but Far Cry Primal, though. <laughs> and, and people were Velvet like, cake. That's what you made. Velvet yeah, people cake. were like, where, where are you guys? I'm like, nope, Far Cry Primal. <laughs> Tonight, that's what we're doing. But yeah, I've uh, I played played all of the Far Cries. Like uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm a super fan, but but I, I really I really liked uh, I re- <laughs> typical surge. Thanks from chat. Uh, I, I I do enjoy the games, and uh, I was skeptical about this one too. But but I I rather enjoyed it, and I love roaming this game with a bear. One of my favorite God. features, roaming this game with a bear, just sitting there fishing. Like, I was playing the other day, and my sister comes up. She was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, fishing. She's like, <laughs> she's like what? I'm just like, yeah, I'm just sitting here fishing. <laughs> she's like, okay, here's here's your mail. And then she just like sat there and watched me fish. I'm just like, why are you sitting here watching me fish? She goes like, oh, this game looks pretty. It's <laughs> like... Far Cry. <laughs> I, I have to say, I hate that they gave you a checklist of fish you have to catch. Because, like, you give yeah. me a checklist, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. do it. But yeah. you just made it so I'm going to have to go spend six hours fishing in this game. And, and like, I'm upset at you for it, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> That's why I was stumped over, like, yeah, I'm fishing. Because <laughs> I, I had that checklist, yeah. but kept. That's what I'm doing today. <laughs> Got to do it. Because I, 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 lo- I love when games like this have an objective in them uh, and like all these different mini objectives. And I just look at them just like, I'm going to do all those. Going to yep, go through yeah. it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But uh, so, so what was it like for you behind the scenes, like working on this game? Because it, here, this it's something we we don't get to see. So from your perspective, like how how was it? Just, just, just go into it. Well, so it's important to understand one thing. Like I'm not on the Ubisoft team, right? So I'm not seeing this game every single day and seeing how it evolves over the last couple of years. Um, I I work mostly in cinematics. And so I am seeing the game in like glimpses at like random milestones and checkpoints throughout the process. Um, and, And that also means I get to work on, you know, five different games in one year rather than like one game for three years. Um, which which is what I prefer. So so I didn't really get to see as closely the whole evolution of it. Uh, I more got to like get a reminder of what's coming each time and get really excited about it and just like pump myself up for it. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that I mean that's that's I don't know if that answers the question. Did did, did you ever like try to like make up the story in between just as like a fun little game? Like oh I see what the, <laughs> the beginning and the middle cinematic is. What happened in the middle and just try to like make something up. Uh, you know, I, no. I I didn't, but it seemed pretty clear from the beginning okay. what this story. I mean, was. fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Also, I don't think we play Far Cry for the story. Like, no, they're great don't. stories. No, we, great we, stories, but yeah. we we play it for yeah. the fishing. Yeah, <laughs> sit there fish. And, and, and honestly, I, I it's almost like more like Mad Men, where it's like yeah. it's a character driven game. Oh yeah, like it's, yeah. yeah, it's way less about the actual beginning, middle, and end plot, and more about like. Who the hell is this guy, and what's his deal? And and they really develop those characters really well. So that I guess that was the thing that I got most excited about is every time they show you a new character in this world. Yeah, absolutely. Also, off topic, favorite Mad Men character. Uh, oh man, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to uh, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Way to blow the secret question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it was. Oh. No, what have I done? <laughs> So, like, my, my first experience with Far Cry was, like, Serge said Far Cry Primal. I never played anything up until that point. So, I I ended up borrowing it from Serge. I still haven't given it back, so I guess that means it's mine yeah. now. Um, Absolutely. But, like, statue of limitations. Yep. It's, those are the rules, Serge. It's mine now. I've had it for over a year. 
<laughs> um, and like I can't even tell you what mission I'm on because like Greg, I got stuck on doing all the side yeah. missions. So I've probably pulled every single tree I could to make arrows <laughs> because it's what you gave me to do. Um, <laughs> so with Far Cry Five, I'm like, oh, do I really want to like let me? And I was saying that was my plan. Let me just rent this so I can just play the story mode, beat it for the podcast, and get there. And it just like I. I'm doing stuff right now. I didn't even think you could do. Like I'm like liberating like the um, the cultist like like the cultist bases. Um, I just got the dog. That's the only mission I've done so far, and I'm just running around liberating bases. That's yeah. that's my goal right now. Yeah, using the hunting bow and doing like God knows the, what. The first thing I did um, is beeline it for for fucking boomer. I was like, I'm saving you, buddy. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> then I saved him. I turned around. I'm like. Oh, I guess I should take down the the three apostles of this dude. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm already in the thick of it, and I've already taken down three camps, like two convoys on the way, and I blew up a couple towers. And he's already pissed. All right, that's cool. Let's go, buddy. Oh man, I'm embarrassed to talk about how much of this game I've played. <laughs> I was Uh-oh. just that was the next question. Yes. Now that the games come out, yes. like have you have you put some time into this game, into this puppy? Also, looking at the cinematics, we were like, hmm, I should have tightened that up. <laughs> no, uh, no I, I'm actually super proud of how all the work turned out. Nice. Um, nice. There, there's nothing in there that I'm like, oh, I wish I could have fixed this. But that's also the team I work with at Blur who does that stuff is like, it's not leaving our hands until it's perfect. And I think everyone on the team feels that way. So like anything like that, I would have stayed up late to fix if anything like that had come up. Like I wouldn't let that happen. Um, no regrets, because that's the worst. If you love a property and then you always you can't play it because there's that one thing you could have done but didn't, I'll never let that happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I've played an embarrassing amount of this game, and, and it's only because there's like this is one of my favorite franchises of all time. Um, Far Cry is truly like probably top three of all time for me, and uh, and so when a new Far Cry comes out, that's like that um, it's gonna happen. It's just like thing, I have to schedule it in and make sure that I get to like get through this game. Um, so I, I've like hundred percent of two of the three areas. Wow. Nice. Oh my wow. God. So, and, and the only reason I haven't done that third one is I'm just like, I'm not ready for you. You know, <laughs> like, Emotionally, I'm not ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Real quick, just driving into a cinema. What are the meetings like for, for, for cinematics, for creating a cinematic? I always wonder like, what, what goes on. Because I know uh, working my day job as a, uh, you know, as a video editor and photog for a TV station, I know what the meetings are like for stories and for how we're supposed to edit things and uh, you know, just certain standards we're supposed to have. And also making sure we, we give a good quality product in the end. That's, that's true. Uh, so just going into that real quick, like, what, what what are those meetings like? So, so the meetings I have are purely artistic, right? Because when, when I'm working in that world, my, my role there is to design an environment or, or design a scene or something like that. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I, I'm doing other projects is because I like to do a lot more than that. But as, as my job, I'm, I'm an artist. And so, um, so I'm not in the like director writer calls of like figuring out what the story is. I'm meeting with them afterwards saying, What's the mood and tone that you want to convey? And then I'm going to show you how visually uh, that looks. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the type of meetings we're in with it. Of going back and forth and trying to make sure we nail the mood, uh, nail the tone, and make sure the environment is a reflection of what's happening in the story and with the character. Nice. What's your favorite Far Cry game? Three. Three. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's essentially Arrow, but like super more violent. 
Like, I fucking <laughs> that was great. Which, but there's a special place in my heart for Blood Dragon. Oh, I forgot about oh, Blood Dragon. Oh, Blood Dragon. Specifically the intro tutorial. The intro yeah. tutorial for me, I was like, this is the best intro I've ever seen in a game. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I absolutely died when I was <laughs> playing that intro tutorial. Because everything was like so odd. And I love how they just it just made fun of itself. And it was just so wonky. And uh, I remember when I was streaming it, uh, I had some random people come in. And they're just like, wait, this was a real thing? I thought this was a joke i'm like no this thing is real and we're playing it oh yeah, yeah. like move right thumbstick to look around and then the character's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> i know how to look around and like everything about it it's just like oh this is so good yeah uh but yeah three still for me the characters in three you just can't top that yeah. um five's the closest I think five got really close I, I, and, and a lot closer than, than I ever expected anything to. Yeah, you're you're not gonna just have another Voss though. I think that was like a, a, an accident almost, it felt like, where, because he wasn't even the big bad in three. He was just like a way to get to the big bad, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. And, and he was just like, whenever you talk about Far Cry 3, and including the promotional images, right, the posters, you see him. The line that like everyone quotes from him is, you know, what the definition of insanity is. And I can't even tell you what like Joey Big Boss actually said, because I don't he wasn't that memorable to me. But uh, Voss yeah. was just like almost like a, a creepy Joker, but not ish kind of vibe to him, which I, I mean, it was just phenomenal. Just like the, the execution on him. Um, since you, Far Cry 5 gets close gets, with John, I mean, John C. going around with his just say yes and yeah. like his little like <laughs> videos of that. I'm like, it's it's not boss, but I'm like, you're definitely taking a spin on something that's real in this world and you're making it really friggin' creepy. Yeah. And like, I like this character who's carved his sins on everyone. Yeah. And just like, you know, it's cool. But, but again, yeah, you're right. Boss is like, that's like a freak accident that I, I don't know how you intentionally actually do something that brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. John Seed was yeah. the the first area I went to. I'm only, um, I haven't gotten to, I mean, I'm in Faith's ter territory now, but I haven't actually gotten to her yet. I've been like hallucinating her. And every time I see dude, her. She, 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 she freaked me out. She's like, I, I just got, I just got cheeseburger, which I don't think you're supposed <laughs> to get him right in the beginning of the game. <laughs> and I stumbled into her territory. And then all of a sudden, like, it was like late at night and she popped out and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because like, I didn't expect her to, because like I had my headphones on, and all of a sudden I hear, and I hear, I'm, and I look over to the right, and she's just like walking with the mist around her, and I was just like, what the hell? And then she transported me to this statue, and I'm like, what's going on? It was insane. Oh, it's so <laughs> and, creepy. It's so creepy, and just seeing her just like pop up around. I'm just like, what? Every time I see her, I'm just like, no, go away, <laughs> go away, crazy. One of the first areas I walked into was like face like domain, and like when I, I saw like a bunch of like the angels pretty much eating something on the ground. I didn't know what they were. So I took my hunting bow. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take one of them out, you know? Bad so I move. shot them, and all of a sudden, like, they all got up and got up and started screaming and running at me. And I didn't. I only had the hunting bow, because I just started. I only had the hunting bow and my fucking, like, um, handgun. Yeah. That's all I had. So I'm running away, firing at these guys, like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, like, they, they killed me, and I immediately stopped. I'm like, I will not go there. <laughs> I will go the other way. I am not going in that area again until I have <laughs> This is open world as long as you go that way. Yes. <laughs> like, randomly, I sent a message to, to, to Greg and Surge because, like, I'm liberating one of the freaking, like, outposts and I'm with I'm with Boomer. So I'm, like, doing it as silently as I can, taking out, like, the alarms and, like, like, like sniping guys with the butt with the hunting bow. 
all of a sudden, like, Boomer growls at me. I'm like, what's the matter? And I hear, like, wow, and, like, something hits the screen. A fucking cougar shows up out of nowhere. I'm like, crap. I turn around. I'm firing at the cougar with the machine gun and doing horribly while running backwards. So then my dumbass runs into the outpost. Alarms go <laughs> off. Like, trucks show up as freaking, like, backup. And the cougar stops chasing me and then attacks the first, the first guy he sees after me. So at least he's doing something. So, like, I can't do anything. So I'm like... Fuck it. So I'm just throwing like dynamite anywhere I can, grenades everywhere, Molotov cocktails, like all the explosives I've saved are going into this stupid freaking thing. So I end up killing everything somehow. And the one thing that fucking survives is that goddamn cougar. <laughs> That's how Far Cry's supposed to start. Though. Yeah. Like you're yeah. supposed to start with like everything here is trying to kill me. Oh God, oh God. And like yes. evolving to like, you know, after the hours I put in, now I'm like, Okay, I'm going to send in a sacrificial lamb of, like, one of these volunteers who, like, I picked up on the side of the road. You're going to go in there. They're all going to start shooting at you. And I'm going to go on the other side and just with throwing knives, just like, and we're done here. <laughs> like, walking out, like, not even looking backwards as the whole thing explodes, you know. And yeah, like, cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're, you're supposed to have that journey mentally of, like, going from, oh, God, I'm helpless here to, like, all I need is my knife and my cougar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things in this game where I, I think it encourages a lot of exploration, but also a lot of different kind of like what ifs, a lot of gameplay, stuff like that, right? So whenever Faith has showed up, like I've, like the first time I talked to her, right? So it's press X talk. I talk to her, I go into a cinematic and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to do that again. Next time she pops up, I punch her in the face. And I go in the same cinematic. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. There's no winning. Uh, but like, it, it's kind of like interesting, just this whole like psychedelic. And like, it's not a Far Cry game without some sort of psychedelic kind of like stuff going on, right? Uh, but I yeah. think this one is a lot more, I think, well executed than what I, what I have seen kind of in the past. Because the last, I don't remember too much of Far Cry 3s, but I remember Primals was just like sun gods and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I mean, this is cool, but that's, that's not why I'm here. Like I'm here to like blow up forts and like take over one by one and ultimately become like what I have sought out to destroy. Like, yeah. You know? Well, Far Cry Three had the like burning down the marijuana fields with the flame. Oh yeah, I forgot about with oh. the like heavy Rasta music, yeah. dude. That that that, that <laughs> Skrillex and Damian Marley song. Yeah. I remember yeah. that, dude. Like like chat was was lit when that was happening. People were like, "Yo, that's a Skrillex Damian Marley song." <laughs> yeah, that for me is like the pinnacle of Far Cry. Yeah. Like, that's what it's supposed to feel like. Of like, what is this? This is amazing. <laughs> but like, what what what's happening right now? Right? A, a huge major set piece that also makes your history. Like, wait, is this really happening right now? Yeah. You're not really here? But like, it's a huge set piece. And Far Cry 4, I think, had you were like busting a heroin factory. And then you were tripping out. And all these people would come running at you oh inside the factory because it was like burning up. Yeah. And I, I don't remember it super vividly. I remember it being cool, but but I remember it being like the hallway never ended. People were running at you and then they just run right through you and you didn't know who was real and who wasn't. It was a cool set piece, but it wasn't as like, didn't have that 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 moment like Far Cry 3. Yeah. Uh, also, can we talk about Crash Nixon? Yeah. Have you guys done this yet? No. Oh my God. They, so there's a mini game series in Far Cry 3. Oh, wait. Yes. Yes, I did do it by I, pure accident. Far Cry Five, sorry. Yeah, the, yeah, you did, you saw it with like the red, white, and blue fireworks. Yeah, going and everywhere. things going everywhere, and I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is this? 
I, I did. It's so good. I, I spent 45 minutes on a goddamn airplane sequence. I was just like, I, I just kept on my wing, just kept on clipping a tree. And yeah. Like, I don't know if it, like the hitbox was off or what, but like, I swear it didn't hit it, but it did. And it throws me off. And I'm in the water. I'm dead. And th there were points yeah. where I was just like, you know what? I'm not feeling this round. Jump out to my death. Yeah. <laughs> I love the voiceover commentator. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I can't even watch. There's no way he's going to clear that tree. And you're just like, it, it takes you just a whole new world of that. And I think there's like 10 of them or something like that. And all of them just get progressively more insane with fire <laughs> and just like jump out of a wingsuit and like, just, you know, do the whole maze of it. But uh, when I first saw it, my dumbass thought it was an enemy because I see like stuff flying everywhere. And it's like on the map. I'm like, what is that? I'm going to fire my bow at it. And it just, it wasn't dying. I'm like, all right, maybe it's an actual thing. I'm like, oh, I wasted eight arrows on this. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, well, with that, Sergio, if you can play me the music for our very good secret question. Still did it. Still did it. Even though I hosted, still, still did, did it. it. Ah. I, I, I knew you would, Dave. Uh, I had faith that you would sing the song still. Yep. If I can do one thing, the only, thing, the only thing I can song. do is this damn song. I'm just impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in awe of your musical prowess. You guys are so multi-talented. It's just it's <laughs> incredible. Uh, yeah, if, I was if I was brushing my teeth, I'd shit my pants. Yeah. Um, so anyway, guys. So generally, Greg's the one who usually does see a question for us. And it's usually a question he's thinking about through the entire No, podcast. it's usually a question that Some I talk long enough until until I actually come up with a question. Most times. Same difference. But either way, today we have Max with us. So I asked Max before we went live if he would like to ask us a secret question. Secret question. question. So we don't know question. what he's going to ask. It might be scary. It might be not. But, Max. It was actually my only condition of coming on this show. That's true. I had to ask the secret <laughs> question. Otherwise, no thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, that's the point, too, yeah. really. Yeah. It was in the contract on the bottom with really big, huge yeah. red letters. <laughs> uh, so here's here's the question: uh, If you were to have a religious cult, what would it be called? Ooh, ooh, damn, that's a good question. Wow, that's a great question. Ooh. And uh, we didn't tell you this, uh, Max, but as the secret question asker, you get to choose who answers oh, shit. first. Okay, let me see who's the most squirrely. And here. that's my secret question to Max. Yes. Double secret question. <laughs> Nailed it. Greg seems like he's doing a lot of talking. I am. That's what I do. <laughs> Greg, let's go. A lot of talking, so great. A lot of squirreling around on this one. He's going to be moving, going first. Um, if I had a religious cult, what would I make the name? It would be, um, I would say... Ooh, yes. Okay, so it would be uh, the rescued puppies, because then if it's ever on a like a, a headline of any kind, it looks like bad press. So no one would dare talk. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine? <laughs> FBI takes down rescued puppies. No, they don't want that. Mm -mm. <laughs> that's actually that's brilliant. Yep. That's pretty good. God damn. A bit too brilliant, man. <laughs> a bit too quick. <laughs> what are planning there? Guys, guys, uh, shred, 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 shred. What? He's like looking at the dossier. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> My files. I've said too much. <laughs> a, a proper Batman exit. Yeah. <laughs> just so, Batman squint and just go. Do I do I call down the list? Yeah, yeah, next. Yeah. Or, or are you guys just 
Okay. Well, you know, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go David next. Ah! Okay. <laughs> I've um. never heard him make that noise. That was wonderful. Because <laughs> this, this is a good question, man. Like, holy crap. Um, my cult will be called the Cult of Iron. The and basically, iron. what we do is, because I, I think I'm a bodybuilder, even though I'm like 50 pounds overweight. I was going to say a lot um, of smithing. <laughs> we would just pump iron in is this Is it smithing weights. or smithing? Yeah. Yep. The guy we would worship would be Arnold. Um, <laughs> there'd be statues of him everywhere, all over doing his flexing. Um, and every Friday we would just pig out on cheat meals. <laughs> I like it. That's a good cult. <laughs> the cult of iron. Okay, last one. Let's hear it. Oh You've man, had time. You, you My- better have cooked up something great. It's not. It's nothing near as good as any. That's <laughs> a guarantee. So my cult name, uh, I think, would be the platypus of the sun, Ooh. and we would, <laughs> and we would worship the platypus. <laughs> <laughs> Because the platypus, as we all know, is a mammal that also has poison glands. Yeah, what's that about? But I think it's only like I think it's, I think it's only the females that have it, or only like only one of them have the poison glands. I know that. Yeah. So it's just like, what's that about? Oh my God. <laughs> a creature deserving our praise and our worship. Wow, that's pretty good. That's good. Thanks. That's really good. So like now, wow. destroy my files and my so, dossier. So if, 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 if you if you worship the platypus. Who is like the the devil of that scenario? Is it like a water rat? Is it a crocodile? Like Ooh, a beaver. Now let's let's see. I think I think that the beaver is a close close enemy of of the platypus. But I would want to say, uh, let's see here, probably coyote. Branding, and then I just freeze like an eighties. <laughs> the credits roll with the saxophone. Back in the Funky Podcast was filmed from a live studio audience. <laughs> Max, what will your cult be? Um, you know, I think it would be something like uh, free waffle cone Sundays. Oh, can't be mad about that. You know, you know, because I think putting up enough free waffle cone Sunday signs around town would draw a pretty big crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's so sinisterly. Oh, it's so sinister. I yeah. think I just found yeah. Max's plan B if stuff doesn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like plan like, B or C. Where are you going tonight? Oh, I'm going to free waffle cone Sundays. No way. Can I come with? You know, I feel like recruiting wise, that's the easiest thing we could do. <laughs> Although now I'm going to be really suspicious of any free waffle cone Sunday signs that I see in the future. <laughs> and also, you'd be very suspicious of flyers around town that say free frozen yogurt Mondays. It's just like, wait a minute, did someone else start like, is that. Actual free frozen yogurt, or does somebody else start another cult? What's going on here? <laughs> Are you trying to investigate what's going on? But that's just, actually pretty cool. Like you, you see those flies around, free waffle cones on him. Yeah, <laughs> it's right? like under the radar enough just to get away with it, but also catchy enough to bring people in. Yeah, yeah. see, I think uh, I think this would work. <laughs> Tony, man, we found his plan B or plan C. If like sleep tight doesn't work, this is what he's gonna do. We're gonna see these everywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and with that, folks, that's the end of another awesome podcast. Woo! Oh, I don't want it to be over. Yeah, I know. I don't want it to be over either, but Max is an important man and he's, he's got, got things places to, be, to be. I got, I got Far Cries to play. Never mind Max and his <laughs> I think we all do. I got like a. Y'all have, y'all have some catching up to do. I got do. a lot of catching up to yeah, do. Yes. I thought you guys were going to prepare for this podcast. I tried. <laughs> I haven't slept for four days. <laughs> 
Awesome. Uh, so, Max, tell us, tell, uh, tell everyone where they can find you again, man. Uh, www.maxberman.com. Make sure you got the right Max. There. Two X's. M-A-X-X. No, no. B-U-R-M-A-N. Uh, Twitter at Max Berman, Instagram at Max Berman VFX. And if, and if anyone wants to find out more about Sleep Tight, where can they go? They can also check Twitter uh, at Sleep Tight Game or the website www.sleeptightgame.com. Awesome. Cool. And that's, yeah. all we have for, that's all the time we have for this week, folks. Remember to follow us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, and right here on twitch.tv slash funky. Also feel free to leave. Uh, also feel free to leave. Uh, find us on iTunes. Sorry, Google Play, and uh, what was it? We're on iHeartRadio now and Spotify. I don't know if we're on Spotify yet. I feel like um, we're we're gonna work on Spotify. Spotify. Really we're they need Spotify. a little extra incentive a little of the, uh, <laughs> of the <laughs> puppy <laughs> variety. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Max. Thanks for like joining us on the thanks show, man. It was like it was a lot so of fun. fun. Um, I didn't cry once, so it's not that, too late, Dave. That works. You uh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> now, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's so fun hanging out with you guys. Awesome, man. Awesome. awesome. Good you. hanging out with you too, man. Anyway, guys, we'll see you another time, or we'll see you next time. You fucked it up. And we love you, Twitch.tv. Good night! <laughs> <laughs>